Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsing. With me all the way across the pond in the land of the Red Dragon is the most honorable in the Wall Street Journal's gold standard in ghost hunting, Stephen Parsons. Yo. There you go. All right. Shouldn't it be oi? Do oi if you like. I prefer yo. I like oi. Well, I'm, get, I'm, I'm, get, I'm, well, I'm getting ready for um, coming over, so I'm starting to switch to transatlantic mode. Oh, yeah, I am, too. I'm starting to pick up my English, getting that ready. For... But anyway. So, uh, Gold have... help the English. What's that? Gold help the English. Yeah, go ahead. Save the queen. Anyway. Save me so uh, you are coming over here shortly in, in the September, and uh, you'll be entering Logan Airport, and of course that is in Boston Harbor, and I have a gentleman who is with us now who's written a book on uh, hauntings in Boston Harbor. He is San Boltrasis. <laughs> He only oh, told you his name five six, minutes ago. Two sisters. Sam, how are you? Hi, Ron. How's it going? I got that <sighs> ADD, HTT or something. I can't remember. HTML. Crap. Yeah, something that's... You've got HTML. Yeah, so, Ron, it's, it's Sam Baltrusis. Thank you so much. So you actually, uh, you've been on the, the show before. You've been on uh, Next Generation. You were on the live edition in the studio. And uh, you have a new book that's coming out. And uh, I'm so excited uh, because it's right in my, neck, well, not my neck of the woods, but in my part of God's country, which is Boston. And uh, so you want to tell us a little bit about it, first of all, the name, so I don't butcher that. Yeah, it's a Haunted Boston Harbor. Uh, it actually came out today. So um, it is. Uh, re- re- you did really well booking me for today's radio show. Uh, it, it's it's a been it's it's my longest book. Um, I've written this is my sixth book um, uh, in the past couple of years, and this is my longest book. It's the, probably the most well researched out of all the books, and it really it focuses on. Um, Boston Harbor, the islands in Boston Harbor, and then also the waterfront area. So uh, it's an extension. My first book was Ghost of Boston, Haunts of the Hub, and that was more the interior of Boston. And this is more about the waterfront and the ghost legends and uh, the investigations around Boston Harbor. Mm-hmm. Now, do the British fit, fit in anywhere in this book? Yeah, I mean, it, definitely. Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of Revolutionary War history uh, uh, in the book. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's actually um, the lady in red or the woman in scarlet robes uh, on Long Island. She's supposedly British. She was uh, her story, kind of like the lady in black on George's Island. Uh, she was uh, retreating during the uh, Revolutionary War. Um, she was accidentally hit by a cannonball. 
and uh, her husband rode her to shore, to shore, which ended up being Long Island, and uh, she she died in the, she died in his arms. Um, and it's a it's a legend that people don't really know about unless you um, it, it's it's a it's kind of it's kind of the it comes from Edward Edward Rose Snow like that era, uh, mm-hmm. and it's uh, one of the lesser known stories. But it's tragic when I tell the story. The lady in uh, the, scarlet, the woman in the scarlet robes, people um, tear up sometimes because she 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 begged her husband to come back for her and he was British and he had to go back overseas and he never was able to come back and retrieve her, her remains. So she says to walk Long Island looking for her husband. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Steve can take her remains back to uh, Britain and give her a proper funeral. What do you think, Steve? I, I've only got a small suitcase. How big is she? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was <laughs> 200 years ago, there can't be a hell of a lot left, right? Hey, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. Well, uh, she probably at this point she probably uh, would be very happy. I, I, we haven't spotted her recently, um, but she's she's probably more of a legend. But I do think Long Island. If you've been on it, have you been on Long Island? This is Long Island, Boston Harbor. Have you been on Long Island, uh, Boston Harbor, Ron? When I was a kid, uh, Sam. Yeah. It, it's really creepy. I mean, it's like the it's the inspiration for Shutter Island because mm-hmm. um, Dennis Lohane went there as a kid as well. He wrote Shutter Island and became the movie with Martin Scorsese. So a lot of the buildings on the island um, look look spooky, and um, and they were you know there was a lot of uh, a lot of the undesirables were put on Boston and put on the islands of Boston Harbor like. Like Long Island, uh, like um, like Deer Island, there was a uh, Native American massacre on Deer Island. Um, Pettix Island, there was uh, there was a, there were Italian prisoners of war. So it was kind of the the uh, dump everybody uh, type place that were that were not wanted on the mainland. So a lot of a lot of um, tragedy happened on Boston Harbor. You're right, and uh, I remember uh, God, I. I... I, th- I think that was by long one. Didn't uh, the Constitution escape uh, a couple of British warships? Do you know yeah, that, that story? Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that's in that's in Salem Harbor. Uh, oh, I, Salem Harbor. Okay. My bad. My yeah, bad. yeah. It's right by Marblehead. And actually, because I, I I do tours in Salem, I, I write books in Salem as well. And I did a tour out to Baker's Island, and that was part of the tour to Baker's Island uh, at the Baker's Island Lighthouse. Uh, it was right right by Marblehead, heading heading to Boston Harbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I can uh, see which direction this show is going. I can what's see. That, what's that, Steve? Yeah. I'm sorry, we're just I talking we, about we, our history. No, okay. I, well, <laughs> I can see we've got we've got the um, the Mel Gibson version of of history going on here, haven't we? No, we have the uh, the. Uh, <laughs> I, I've heard that you know history is written by the victor, so therefore we wrote history. So. Uh, oh, fair enough. Well, in that case, it should have been written by uh, in uh, your history should have been written by France. Because it was the French who won the American Revolutionary War. Oh, not quite. <laughs> Chesapeake Bay. What about actually, it? Actually, it was more a case of we lost it because an admiral and a general uh, couldn't get on. Yeah. And so the admiral wouldn't go and save the general. There you go. After we'd already defeated Washington's army. Yeah, I know. After uh, they were surrounded and kind of well, that's all right. We won't go into that. But anyways, we <laughs> uh, were right around, but. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, this, I mean, this this book is also talks about, I believe, Boston Harbor Light. 
Yeah, yeah, we uh, we talk about Boston Harbor Light, and just a side note like, in regards to the British. My my research assistant and best friend, he's British, so I have the British perspective <laughs> when I'm when I work on these books. And, Sam, can, um, I, can I just chime in and and just to um, it's a question um, I want to clear up. Was Boston Harbor the site of the uh, Tea Party? The yeah, uh, yeah. that was yeah, Boston. Tea- Harbor, was it? Yeah, yeah. It, it was um, it was a wharf. Uh, close to, in, in Boston Harbor. Yeah, it was it was in Boston Harbor, and um, I, forget, I forget the name of the wharf exactly. But they they've done a really good job. They did a um, a, a, a vessel to make to, they reenact it. There's a reenactment that goes on uh, mm-hmm. in the South South Boston area. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely part of the Tea Party. And um, when we talk, I've given tours in Boston Harbor, and uh, people are really interested in that and, you know, and, and kind of the, the backstory to it. And it's the, the tours, because a lot of my uh, people that go on my tours are from all over the world. So it's important to be um, as historically accurate as possible. And it's not like the, you know, like, like the British are bad kind of thing. It's kind of a, a mix of, you know, <laughs> well, all you, you know, historically speaking, what um, it had nothing to do with throwing the tea overboard that really peed the British off. It was the fact that nobody put the milk and sugar in first. Uh, <laughs> I hear that one more time, Steve. <laughs> but I, I, I've flown in and out of Logan, and obviously we, the the approach in the departure is over sort of the waterfront area. But I, I've not actually been because Ron hates Boston so much. Um, <laughs> in fact, getting him to pick me up or drop me off at, at Logan is is a huge challenge. Um, so, whereabouts in relation to Logan is it? Because I know I obviously know the airport and whereabouts. Uh, in relation to the city, it is. But well, I'm, I'm it's interesting because yeah, uh, Logan Airport is actually uh, three former islands. So the platform when you when you fly into Logan Airport, it's it's, it's in East Boston, and there are three out uh, three islands: uh, Apple Island, Bird Island, and Governor's Island uh, that were sort of uh, switched together. Uh, it turned into Logan Airport. So it's in East Boston. So the, all the stuff that happened, like the Boston Tea Party, happened on the other side of the harbor. Uh, okay. But when you do fly into to Logan Airport, it is, it is in the harbor. It's just on the other side. Mm-hmm. So essentially, when we're at the terminal looking out over the water, we're looking towards the area, the historic area that you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, uh, you fly in. So yeah, the, you're flying in the East Boston, and a lot of the action happened. So if you see the the skyline of Boston, it uh, that is like that is the historic area. Okay, cool. I've just orientated myself because obviously I've I've been driven in and driven out of the airport, but and I'm I think we go through it. We've been through Boston occasionally, um, but he, he really doesn't like downtown. I just don't like traffic, that's all. You just don't yeah. like Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy if someone drove me there. I would be most happy. <laughs> he is a but, nightmare. When, when, we, uh, when we've been down to uh, uh, West... Where, where is it? West Bridge? Bridge East Bridgewater. East Bridgewater. Go, have to go through Boston. He is a nightmare, Sam. An absolute... You have to, put, you have to drug him to take him through Boston. <laughs> He bitches and moans the entire time. That's nice. So we're here to talk about Sam, not my driving. <laughs> but but I, I have never driven with Rob, but I can I can I've heard horror stories, so you're you're not alone. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Sam, uh why didn't you go the uh thirteen route on this book? Like the thirteen most haunted places in Boston Harbor. 
Why didn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This book, uh, "How Did Boston Harbor," is part of because I wrote um, this is for History Press Arcadia, so okay. it's part of a series that I did. Um, "How Did Boston Harbor" is um, is a fourth my fourth book with his with History Press. So it's uh, my first three was a trilogy. It was "Ghost of Boston," "Ghost of Cambridge," and "Ghost of Salem." This oh, one's "Haunted Boston Harbor." My ne- I have a Provincetown book coming out, but with a different publisher, and then I'm doing a, a three a three two more with. Um, with the history press after. So it's, um, uh, yeah, this one I, I didn't do the 13 most haunted. That's, that is my personal projects that I'm doing outside of my publisher. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, Sam's a very prolific writer, uh, 13. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say he puts, he's putting you and Maureen to shame. Um, it's that's different, 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 different. It's totally different. Is it? It's is totally it? Is different. It's like, yeah. it's like comparing is your it? books to mine. I mean, you can't. I, yours well, is just a bunch of you know, academical blah blah, and uh, mine are actual experiences. So that's the right. Dip, that, that'll be why then. That'll be why. That is the difference. Yeah. yeah. And then also, Ron's is more national. Mine's more very hyper local. So it's like focused. Just really specific on a specific region uh, in I, New I England. Being, I think you're being generous to Ron there, Sam. I think it's more a case of just <laughs> making the time. Maureen and Ron eating cake rather than writing books, I think it's yeah, a case yeah. of. All right. Moving right along. Back to Sam, please. We do have a guest today. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't tell me we had a guest today, did you? So I wasn't able to prepare. Yeah. Yes, I did. I posted it. Oh, anyway, moving on. Moving you forgot on. to do. You forgot even that simple task. Uh, anyway, uh, so Sam, Sam, uh, yeah. I, how much how much time did you put into this book as far as the research? You said it was uh, research heavy. Was it? I mean, how long Years. did it take you to put all this stuff together? And and you visited these places. It's not like you didn't visit them, right? Yeah, I mean, this this is years. I mean, on in Boston Harbor, um, I spent six months in Boston Harbor giving tours uh, on ferries in, Har- in Boston Harbor, uh, and that was the I, when I do my uh, when I do my research. I, I I'm I'm a journalist, so I, I'm big on immersion journalism. So I spend months at a place. Um, so I I was giving tours in Boston Harbor. I learned a lot along the way um, that I didn't know before. Um, so. The, this book started in 2012, so it was like, like a three-year project, and I, I put it on hold for a while because um, it was it was uh, I wanted it to come out. The, my publisher wanted it to come out with the 300-year anniversary of the Boston Light, Lighthouse in Little Brewster, so it was put on hold until uh, today, uh, and then it's to coincide with the 300-year anniversary of Boston Light. Mm-hmm. And. That's where I was leading before I was interrupted before, because it is the 300th anniversary. The Boston Light is the oldest uh, lighthouse station in the United States. And uh, although the British brought out the original one, uh, this one is still there. And it's the only manned lighthouse in the U.S. right now, which uh, Sally Snowman, of course, mans. But that that was an intriguing. Now, you have some good ghost stories to go with that one? Yeah, I mean, the, what's interesting about Sally is um, she has a book also with my publisher, so they're 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 putting the two books together. Uh, hers is uh, with Arcadia on Boston, like so it's more of a photo um, historical photo book. And my and my book is like the ghost stories of Boston Harbor. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, when I 
when I when I have spent time there, when I was giving tours, the uh, it was during it was during renovations from that, um, and then I also reached out to uh, to Jeremy uh, Deshermont, uh, who you worked with before, right, Ron? I still do. We just did a Ghost and Pirate Cruise last Saturday. Yeah, he. I reached out to him because he was awesome. He had a lot of the backstory, so I reached out to a lot of people who are the experts in a specific location, and he knew a lot about Boston Light. I spent um, a lot of time in Boston Harbor, but not a lot of time on uh, in Boston Light, mainly because um, because it's hard to get to. And um, and so I I I, uh, I did go there last year, uh, and then I I talked to the Rangers, and I, I, I talked I talked to people who spend a lot of time on the island, but I personally didn't spend a lot of time on the island. I spent just uh, just two days. But exactly. with that said, I mean the stories are uh, this legend. Um, they think it's George Worthy Lake, uh, who was the first lightkeeper who died tragically uh, off the shores of Little Brewster uh, with his family. Um, there's also a story that people don't really talk about a lot. It's uh, Shadwell. Uh, Shad- Shad- people heard the word Shadwell. Shadwell uh, uh, screams on the island, and they couldn't figure out what. Shadwell was. Uh, Shadwell was uh, the African American man who tried to save the family um, that that were uh, that were over, that when the boat sank or was sinking and right outside of Little Brewster. So um, we didn't know much about about who Shadwell was, and I do talk about Shadwell, um, mm-hmm. the African gentleman who uh, also died. Um, right off of Little Brewster. So we think the haunting's related to that. It's like a psychic imprint that it's imprinted itself on the island. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you mentioned Jeremy Dutchman. He just actually spent the night there, uh, I believe, two weeks ago. So that's that's a really, uh, you know, a good treat because uh, not too many people get to spend the night there. And um, Yeah. He is. Yep. Yeah, he is definitely. I was going to ask Sam if um, any of your, uh, you know, when you're doing the tours or doing the research for the books, did you uncover any any modern uh, haunting stories, or are they all historically linked? A lot, a lot of my, a lot of my ghosts are legends. So, and so, for example, like George's Island is fairly contemporary. I mean, Civil War is historical, uh, but. Um, George's Island has the Lady in Black legend. Um, I do think George's Island is haunted. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the Lady in Black, and I debunked the Lady in Black um, legend in my book. Uh, oh, wow. But I do. Th- I do think it's haunted. But getting to contemporary, yeah. I mean, there's definitely um, my my books are, tend to be more historic because Boston is you know is a historic city and people come here for the history. Uh, but with that said, I mean some of the um, like uh, Fort Revere. Uh, is allegedly haunted. Um, we're not sure how far back it goes. And I know Ron has actually investigated Fort Revere, and I got some great stuff from Ann Kerrigan um, from Fort Revere. Um, there's a, some waterfront stuff that's more uh, more current. I tend to I tend to shy away from any alleged hauntings that are very recent, um, mainly because uh, families are involved, and I don't want to talk about um, someone who. Uh, Someone probably in like the last fifty years or so, I kind of stay away from. That, that's that's considerate. A lot of people wouldn't do that. To be honest with you, uh, where they still have living relatives around, it, you know, it's it's uh, that's very considerate. And that that came from because um, I my first book I t- I did kind of focus some on some contemporary ghosts, and I had a family member reach out to me. And I, I'm also I'm doing uh, working on a project that. Down the USS Salem, uh, which is a, a vessel uh, in Quincy, 
And it, um, there's one of the ghosts is a fairly recent, um, death. So, um, we're, we've decided to pull that story from, from the tour on the U.S. of Salem, mainly because out of respect for the family. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very considerate. Yeah. That's, like I said, a lot of people, uh, it's, you know, wouldn't do that. So I, that's, it's always been my pet peeve in that, you know, that, you know, you might get a medium or something and they'll say, uh, that this uh, this headmaster at this school was a pedophile. And, of course, he's dead. And he could never defend himself, and there's no record anywhere about it. But some medium just says, oh, that's, you know, that's what I'm getting. He was a pedophile, and they're, and they're ecstatic about it. So, I mean, and then that gets out there, and some poor relatives of this person have to uh, deal with it. Yeah, that happened in my, in my first book, and there was it was a similar story to that, Ron. And... Um, the family member reached out to me and said, listen, this is not based on actual, it was, and my, my researcher did point it out in the research that we couldn't, we couldn't uh, validate the story historically. Um, and one of the family members, which was a long distance, and this happened in uh, the early 1900s, reached out to me and just, you know, I, I felt horrible. I, I, and I didn't want to soil the family's name. And I also, I mean, in the book, I did say that it was, it was uh, a legend. Uh, but 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 by putting that in the book, um, I've learned from that mistake not to do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what was the most interesting story uh, in the in the latest book on, on Boston Harbor? On Boston Harbor, I I think I mean the people people are really they love George's Island. So I think that the people want to know about my experiences in George's Island. And I spent days. I spent so much time on George's Island. Um, my Island of interest is Pettix Island, and Pettix Island is um, there's really interesting history. That's where they actually filmed the movie Shutter Island. Um, that is, uh, it has a, it's, there's a fort on the island that's in, in disrepair. It's uh, kind of kind of uh, falling apart. Uh, there's a supposed ghost horse on the island named Smokey. Um, there is um, people that's been, because it, it's opened up uh, to the public for camping. The people who actually camp on the island have a lot of ghost stories related. And of course, you know, that's perfect time for telling a ghost story. Uh, so Pettix Island is really interesting to me. Uh, also Long Island and the woman in the scarlet robes, uh, the British woman who uh, died. I think Long Island is haunted, and I think it has to do more with the, the asylum that was on the island. Because um, there was some horrible things happened there, um, so I'm, I'm more, you know, it wasn't a typical asylum like an insane asylum that we know from like Danvers or um, other like Worcester or, or, or Tom. But it, this is, this actually um, had like a, um, a ward for uh, a psych ward, and there was a crematorium in the middle of the facility. So there was a lot of uh, stuff that we don't know about that happened in on Long Island. Mm-hmm. So. Uh this is this book is out today, and if people who are interested in, and get a copy of it, uh, where where can they do that? And yeah, they can they can go to uh, my website is hauntedbostonharbor.com. Uh, they can look on Amazon. Um, it is just coming out, so it's gonna not it's on its way to bookstores throughout New England. Uh, it's I've heard people tell me already they've seen it in like the Barnes and Nobles and all the bookstores already, uh, but. But yeah, so it's on its way to be distributed for uh, for Halloween, and you can go on my website, hauntedbostonharbor.com, or check on Amazon. It's already available on Amazon. 
Okay, and do you have uh, any uh, events coming up or anything that you want to mention? I oh yeah, I, I have a lot, Lana, which kind of like you. So I have um, so the Ghost Ship Harbor events. Um, we're working with the team um, from Bright Dome in Las Vegas. Uh, we're uh, turning USS Salem, uh, which is in serious state of disrepair, um, we're turning that into a haunted attraction, and it's going to be like a world class haunted attraction. Um, oh. That starts September 30th and uh, goes all the way through Halloween. It's going to be from Thursday through Sunday. Um, and I'm going to be uh, responsible for the paranormal, the VIP paranormal room. Uh, and then, um, and that's that's one of my projects I'm working on. Um, there's a, an event that I'm doing in Topsfield, uh, and it's a Victorian-era type uh, setup. Um, we're going to tell spooky stories based on actual uh, factual stories, um, and it's at the Pierce Farm in uh, in Topsfield, and that is where uh, Mary Easty, one of the alleged uh, uh, the woman, the woman that was one of the women that were executed during the witch trials of 1692, uh, that's where she hid before she was taken to execution. So there's a lot of uh, witch trials history there, uh, and then that's on the the 30th of October. And then I'm working with um, Rise of the Jack-O-Lanterns. It's going to be a pumpkin, like a Jack-O-Lantern festival in, on the seaport uh, for four days. And that's going to be awesome, too. Well, are you going to clone yourself? I mean, how are you going to do all this? Boy, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Ron, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you and I, I have a busy schedule. Not, October is sort of like my prime time. So I am literally booked like solid for the, the entire month of October. Well, it sounds like a lot of cool stuff going on, and if they go to your website, uh, I'm sure they can, they'll get more information on it as well. Uh, so uh, you, you want to give us, uh, I know that, like I said, you did the 13 uh, Most Haunted Places. Do you have another uh, plan on writing another book on the 13 Most Haunted? Yeah, so the, the next one in the series is 13 Most Haunted Crime Scenes, uh, and that. Yeah, and that everyone seems to love that one. And I'm telling you that this one is like painful to work on because some of the some of the crimes, um, some of the crime scenes are. Um, I mean, yeah, like Lizzie Borden is. Everyone wants to know about Lizzie Borden, so obviously that's going to be in the book. But some of the the lesser known crimes uh, are terrifying. Um, like I just went to uh, the Riverside Cemetery and uh, and Barry Mass. I don't know that Ann Kerrigan's been there too. But I went there with uh, Jason Baker, who's a photographer, and Joni Mahan when she was in town. And just a really uh, beautiful cemetery in the middle of the woods. But um, there's the whole story where the mother killed her children uh, to because they um, were in an abusive situation. Uh, and uh, there was this horrible backstory. She had, so she was trying to um, save them from uh, from being in the foster care system, and she 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 murdered them. Um, Stuff like that is just it's heartbreaking, yeah. and so I'm I'm sensitive to the paranormal, so I I pick up on some of the heartache, and it's it's hard. Um, so this one it's supposed to be out at the end of October. Uh, I'm almost done with it. I just I I'm holding on on a few stories that was just too hard for me to write. Mm, I don't blame you, yeah, especially if you're sensitive. A lot of people don't realize that, but uh, it's difficult at times, uh, you know, uh, for some people to. Uh, even just think about certain things to talk about. I know of myself. But anyways, we're coming up to the break. And, Sam, I want to thank you for, uh, for joining us today. And once again, give out your website. Sure. It's uh, hauntedbostonharbor.com. Okay. So, Sam, thank you very much. And uh, I, uh, hopefully I'll see you uh, 
sometime. <laughs> okay. Sometimes right, it's not, hopefully. All right, yeah. take care. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. All right, You're thank you. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Poss and Ron Kolick. We'll be right back after the following message right here on Tojanet, Parax, and beyond. Nuns Hill in Groveland stands the Chapel of the Little Missionary Sisters of Charity in Vesey Memorial Park. This serene scene will be the location for one of the most extraordinary events ever to be held. For three days and two nights, these sacred grounds will host the realm of Dan Brown's best-selling novels, Angels and Demons, and The Da Vinci Code. As part of the event, like in the novels, you'll become a symbolologist and follow a set of clues on your own quest to find a missing relic. And there's so much more. Costume dining with the dead, a conclave, a da Vinci ghost hunt, red light seance, workshops and presentations, a papal death mask, a replica of the Shroud of Turin, and speakers like Keith Johnson from Ghost Hunters, Steve Parsons from the UK, psychic artist Nancy Smith, and Ron Kolick from Ghost Chronicles, and many others. Go to NewEnglandGhostProject.com, that's NEGhostProject.com, or CirclesOfWisdom.com for more information and to purchase tickets. Or call 978-455-6678. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Listening to Ghost Chronicles International. Right, that's my is, part. I well, was counting the twenty seconds that, that the producer had said to the fade, uh, and you started yapping. Well, I didn't hear you. Oh, I, you Damn. didn't need to. I'm a. I know what I'm doing. Oh, you do. Anyway, welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles International. Really? Yeah. And if you were listening before the break, you've just missed Sam Baltrusus. I can get his name right. You see, you who's 
whose new book, Haunted Boston Harbor, came out today and is available on Amazon or in your Massachusetts Barnes and Noble stores. Go buy it. I want to go on that tour because that sounds really cool. There's many tours he's doing, actually. <laughs> There's many tours. You do lots of cool stuff when I'm not there. I mm-hmm. think you save up all the, all the, you do all the best stuff. I try, you know, I really yeah. do. Yeah, yeah in so, August and October. You know, I, I want to ask you that. <coughs> Go on, then. The, the British play yeah. an important part of in our history and also we in do. our... That's why ghost, it's called New England. Ghost legends and so forth. It's, are there any ghost Americans in the, in the UK? Just curious. Oh, God, yeah. Actually, we have the ghost of Pocahontas. Get out! Seriously, Pocahontas, her spirit is said to, uh, I think, I can't remember the place, but I'd be guessing, but yeah, um, Pocahontas's ghost is said to appear in the UK. No way. Yeah, definitely. So, there you go. So, are there other uh, international um, ghosts, or is it just primary, primarily uh, UK? British ghost. I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, do you know, I, I really am reluctant to answer this question because I'm not prepared to, you know, I'd be guessing too much. Um, I have a feeling that, that we have a number of international ghosts uh, relating to the French Revolution. And I'm also, sure. I, I think also, but again, um, I don't want anybody to quote me on this or to correct me on it because I am just reaching back into the mists of my memory, which I think we have several American president ghosts. Really? Uh, made an appearance at uh, different locations inside the UK. Um, I, I, I say it's been a long, long time, but I, I'm fairly sure that I think one or two of the American Eisenhower and... Um, do you know what? I'm, I'm even... I've got a vague recollection of Washington... Um, oh, in the family home in the northeast of England. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, we we have, we have our first year. I mean, you know, okay. I was the thing curious. I was I've been watching some uh, in addition in, in, in between whilst taking a break from writing all of these talks and things for the upcoming trip to the uh, we'll to America. Cup too. Um, I've been I've been looking at some stuff uh, from one of the YouTube channels. There's a guy who tours around America. He's one of these. He, he's taken to a van, and for the last five years, he tours around the U.S. And amongst the the things he he visits are haunted attractions, haunted houses, um, sort of theme parks, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Americana, and I I, I was sort of minded at. at um, you know, the, the, the close links between New England and between Old England, where I am. Um, well, I'm technically in Wales, or I'm English. Uh, you know, we have such a shared history. And a history that I was reminded when we went to the Old Manse has been taught very badly here in the UK. We get a very different interpretation of the history. Um, but also, as you said earlier in the show, uh, taught by the victor, the history is written by the victor, and is is actually um, written very differently in American textbooks too. Um, in fact, um, Tom, Tom Beardsley, who is the yep. uh, curator of the Old Manse in Concord. Um, good friend of yours and mine. A good friend of, our, of, of both of us, and hopefully we'll be seeing him um, and he'll be eating all your, all your potato chips again. Yeah, um, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he, I, I asked him to recommend me a good book to, because 
we don't get taught much about the Revolutionary War because at the same time we were fighting uh, the French Wars, the Peninsula Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so that features more prominently in our historical teachings. And he gave me, uh, uh, recommended me a book that was very different. It had been written by an American researcher, but it was it took into consideration the British angle. And I, I learned a great deal about the uh, the revolution and how it, it, it actually wasn't really so much of a revolution. Um, you know, a, well, it was more of a civil war. Yeah, we, it well, it well, it was a civil war at the time because uh, the Americans didn't gain independence. In fact, till seventeen eighty three, uh, although the Act of De- De- Independence was declared in seventeen seventy six. But fact, nonetheless, they declared earlier than that, and and uh, by uh, South Carolina. But that's a well. But I mean, the the it's interesting how different history is taught and how history is presented. Some years ago, I went up to the haunted battlefield of uh, Culloden, where uh, in 1745, uh, an English army supposedly uh, uh, took on and defeated a Scottish army led by um, Bonnie Prince Charlie. And when you go there, um, it, it, it is almost like... The Scots won. It's almost like a Disneyland theme uh, theme park based, really? based upon the Scottish victory. You know, they celebrate shortbread and the kilts and all things Scottish and neglect the fact that, you know, historically, it wasn't actually an English army taking on a, a Scottish army. It was an uh, it was an Anglo-Scottish army taking on a, a Franco-Scottish army. <laughs> it was French it, again. Yeah, the damn French again. Um you know, we, we have such a, a strange perspective on history. You know, we, we, we put a great deal of... We talked earlier in the show about the Boston Tea Party. And in actual fact, this book that Tom recommended uh, shows quite clearly that it, it played no real significance at all in, in the upcoming uh, civil war that took place. And in fact, it was, it was nine or ten months before the effects of what took place in Boston Harbor actually got back to America with, uh, you know, the sending, because it took four or five months for the message to get to the UK by ship. And then it took another several months for Parliament to deal with it. And then, you know, an act upon it. And then the army had to be assembled and and troops sent over by ship, which again took a huge amount of time. You know, we didn't have the internet and under, you know, under ocean cables that, you know, messages were sent by ship across the Atlantic. And they would take... They well, if only they would take weeks and months. Uh, to, you know, so very, very different. The reality of history is often very different to the portrayed history, um, which is something I, I think that we we often forget. And and it's something that it's interesting when you come to uh, a haunted location and you're talking, or the medium is giving you information. It's often interesting to compare the history with the presented history you know the the history that's presented on the plaques and placards and in the textbooks to the real history because it's often the case that the medium will give you the presented history rather than but there are some instances where the medium will will appear to give you information that's that seemingly contradicts the the published version and it's right. you know, when you look back and you, you discover the actual fact that the the information was more correct than the, mm-hmm. the, the documented history. Yeah. Now, earlier, you just uh, and 
be, while you were speaking, you mentioned the French several times. And yeah. in the United States, we have a, a thing. If you swear, you'll say, pardon my French. Mm-hmm. And so I did a little research on this, pardon my English, it's called. He says, um, anyways, uh, let me get it started. They probably should, but they don't. The phrase, pardon my French, has an elusive origin but is likely grew out of a long-standing rivalry between the French and the English. As a result of their history of mutual contempt, each country's everyday language contains many stock phrases and terms that degrades each other. The English have long thought of the French as champions of indecency and lewdness. As a result, the English use the term French pox and French disease for syphilis and other veteran disease as early as the 16th century. Mm-hmm. But the French uh, weren't about to take this line down. One of their more inventive phrases was Anglais au de, oh God, de Baku. I figured that one out. Which translates to the English have landed. No big deal until you learn they, it is used to describe menstruation for a woman. <sighs> Lovely. Uh, this phrase probably stemmed from the bright red uniforms the English soldiers uh, flooded into France during the Napoleonic Wars. The English uh, were... A, well, let me correct your history there, because that can't be correct. The English were thus associated with an unwelcome crimson arrival. Yeah, well... But, there we have the French there exaggerating because the British redcoats uh, would never didn't actually set foot in France. Uh, the British fought the French in Belgium at the Battle of Waterloo. Uh, we fought them in Spain in the Peninsula Wars, and they were redcoated. But the British dominated the English armies dominated France for a long period of time during the Hundred Years' Wars, which took place in the fifteenth and fourteenth um, centuries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, famous battles like Agincourt, Cressy, Poitiers, uh, where we, we, we repeatedly kicked their ass. Right. Uh, but the, the English red-coated well, uniform didn't come into play until immediately, in fact, immediately prior to, prior to the, uh, the American Revolution in the 1770s. Uh, and, in, and in actual fact, the majority of the troops uh, deployed during the uh, Revolutionary War, the Civil War in America, um, mm-hmm. were, would actually have been green jacketed, because a lot of them, a lot of them, were Hanoverian troops shipped in from Germany. Oh yeah, Hessians. Because because we had the we we, we of course we had a Hanoverian king. king you couldn't find anybody to fight. That's all. Anyway, let, let me finish just, this. So our king finish. was yeah, well, yeah. Just, just correcting you. Just, okay, just say, let me finish. Just, well, not correcting me. I, this is correcting just, what I'm just, saying. Uh, in the 19th century, both countries came up with similar terms, uh, for, but swapped French for English as appropriate. Uh, a French letter, for example, was an English euthanism for a condom. Right. While a Frenchman would have preferred capot anglais. Uh, the English cap. Uh, to uh, the French... To take French leave, which means leave without saying goodbye, uh, which means flee like an Englishman. (laughs) 
Uh, there, I'm almost done with this. There isn't similar sym- symmetry with phrases. Pardon my French when the French swear uh, decided to apologize. After all, uh, people swearing constantly without feeling sorry for about it in the general way is excusez-moi, which means excuse me, or they have another f- fairly regretful phrase uh, such as whatever. This is crazy. Is, anyway. Is, is whatever a French word? Yeah, I just <clears throat> had it. We, we actually have a phrase which is very insulting. So anyways, that's, I never realized the they had this the little thing, is, thing we have a, back and forth. Well, there is this sort of genetic contempt for the French within the English, but it's not it's not for the French people, um, you know, individual French persons. We get on very well with them. It's 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 a more nationalistic thing, and it goes way way back to pre William the Conqueror, um, because it, it, it's as we have this shared history that goes way 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 back to you know even before the Romans. Uh, but they invaded us in 1066. We've in, we, you know, we reinvaded them um, for for three or four hundred years. The national, the, the language, the royal language, the language of court in the UK, in, in England was French. So, for example, the most famous king of England are uh, King Richard the Lionheart, Richard the First, who whose uh, fighting banner with the cross of St. George, couldn't speak a word of English. In fact, he never... He was hardly ever here. He he only spent days, literally days, inside England. You know, he he was a French-born, French-lived king. And it's not really... um, It isn't really... So what you tell me, you guys are really Frenchmen? We're very... I think it's a case of uh, two siblings who love to hate one another. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I mean, there's, every time Germany, uh, who were very closely aligned to, um, you know, in, in terms of uh, bloodlines through the Anglo-Saxons... Because you all married everybody, that's the problem. And, of course, our royal family's German, Germanic. Yeah. Um, you know, every time Germany invaded France, it was it was England that went and saved the French's sorry ass. Uh, and, of course, we had the Channel Tunnel built for them um, so that the next time Germany kicks off, the French can get through what they don't know as the doors and the flooding mechanisms to stop them. It, it's not... A, it's There isn't really... Um, it's, a, it, it's a sort of historical joke. Um, it's become a historical joke. France and Britain have... have uh, France has always sided with Scotland, or Scotland and from France. Or Ireland, totally. Together. Or Ireland. In fact, anybody that, that's against the English, so during the American uh, Revolution, of yep. course, it was the, the French fleet came over to Chesapeake Bay yep. because they wanted to usurp uh, the British because what they needed was the British to be held up over there so that they could fulfil their empire desires on the continent which we were also trying to do we opposed them right throughout canada and uh, the southern u.s states because we were both you know both countries were empire building yep back that day yeah. so anyway you'll be uh empire building very shortly you're coming over here uh uh what september the end of september four, right four, four weeks Four weeks. There you go. You'll be, of course, at Spirit Quest, uh, which is, you know, exciting. But uh, you'll also be doing some other stuff too, which is yeah. Really... I've been spent the last four weeks doing nothing but writing, nothing but the presentations and talks. Some more for you too. So oh god. <laughs> Fair enough. I can cope. 
Yeah, I, so. I think I'm just about clear of the last ones. I think I've just got the um, Dining with the Dead one still to finish. Mm-hmm. Right, you'll be dining, doing your annual Dining with the Dead at the Window Restaurant, of course, but you're also doing a special evening with uh, Roxy Zwicker. And yeah, Port- I'm really looking forward Portsmouth. to that. Yeah, I'm really Portsmouth. looking forward to that. And of course, there are, there are, we have Portsmouth here in the UK, a place I know well, a place I've investigated some of the hauntings down in Portsmouth. Uh, and so I think it'd be nice to compare some of the hauntings right. from Portsmouth, UK. Yeah. And you, uh, there's actually going to be a haunted uh, trolley ride afterwards for uh, the VIP passes. So that's, that's kind of cool, too. It's only, uh, I think there's only 17 people that can go on that. So. That's that's exciting. It's an old fashioned. So where are we going to go while they're doing on the trolley bus tour? We're on the trolley, of course. You dumb. You only said it was the VIPs, right? We are VIPs. Are we? Yeah, very ignorant people. Oh, I've never been a VIP before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the uh, cool. yeah, so we'll be doing the trolley ride. Which Can I have fun. a badge that says I'm a VIP? Yeah, I'd be happy to give you one. Yeah. <laughs> We have there's there's a lot of meetings for VIP, you know, so don't be too ecstatic. <laughs> so uh, you can check out a lot of these things on my website, which is indieghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and uh, Steve and I will be showing up in many places, even Ooh. some of the places Steve don't even know about. Ooh, that'll be exciting. Yes. It won't be up, it won't be up, a, up the side of a steep hill again, will it? Or uh, looking. Or looking, or looking for knights on the construction sites. Ah, <laughs> that has to ra- you know that has to rate as one of the best adventures I've ever had. Uh, really? Yeah. That 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 trip to find the Look Westfield Knights. Look at the crime scene tape. Look, the, 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 uh, Ron and I. For those that, for uh, to bring the listeners up to speed, uh, was it last year? Was it last year? Last yeah, it was year, last year. Before? Yeah. Wait, I don't we, know. Ron decided to take me to see the Westfield Knight, uh, which is an important historic monument in Massachusetts. F O I D Ford. Westford Knight. Westford Knight. And uh, Westport. Where is it? Westport? Westford. Westford. And um, yeah. Uh, town. It's, it, it was hard to find, wasn't it? We drove through the town. Um, it, we, we took the five roads. And I said the other four, too. Yeah, we took all five roads out of the town. Um, to try and find this, this uh, it's 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 actually the, the carving on a slab of rock that depicts what appears to be a crusader knight from the 12th or 13th right. century in armour. Clare's men, supposedly. And there is a link to the uh, the Scottish St. Clair clan, uh, the Knights Templar and the Crusaders. So we, we, we set off and we went. We arrived in, uh, in the town and there are about five roads out of the town and um, we took all five of them and couldn't find this site. So we ended up in the museum where we... There's a great little town museum there uh, where they have a replica of the, of the uh, slab, the, the carving and some other really cool stuff. And uh, we we got directions and we went out. We still couldn't find it because they the town had uh, they kind of buried it under some construction work, and it was under a big slab of wood, uh, surrounded well, by actually, crime scene not, tape. It's, it's not construction stuff. Actually, there's a reason that it's to preserve it. Um, the Westford Nice lays uh, by the side of the road, and at the time we salt our roads over here so the salt has been wearing away at the rock so they actually cover it to protect it so i, I did find that out ah. 
but uh, that was an adventure finding. Yeah, that. I dragged you there to see a box <laughs> on the road and crime scene tape. <laughs> that was one of our more mem- uh, memorable days out. There was a there. castle. We went to that castle. We've been to some very, very cool places. And um, I got Ham- some more cool ones, too, when you come Hammond out. Castle was... I. We went in 2013 to Hammond Castle, the site where uh, uh, the owner, Hammond, had con- done his own uh, investigations and tests of mediumship. And he, he, he was far-sighted. The guy was an engineer. And he was far-sighted enough to include the medium inside a Faraday cage. Um... And apparently shot bolts of lightning. And this, there's actually the imprint in the floor of the of the hall where he was conducting these experiments, almost like burn or scorch marks into the floor. Um, That's true. Where he, yep. where he where he conducted these tests. That was that was a really cool place. That was just outside Gloucester, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's one of my favorite places, actually. Uh, and those who haven't seen it. Uh, they should. It's it's open to the public. They have guided tours and so forth. But it's it's really cool. You can even rent the place if you get some money uh, to, uh, um, you know, have a wedding there or whatever. Uh, I know Christian Day had his his wedding there, and I know a few other people did. Lou had his wedding there, believe it or not. Lou Blasi from the Morning Show, mm-hmm. Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. So, uh, yeah, I, I think one of my favorite places remains Boston Lighthouse. Uh, sorry, Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. Um, mm. And the, and the Coast Guard Station and Fort Constitution. Constitution. Constellation. Yeah. Is it Constitution? Constitution. Or... No, Constitution. You were fine. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know there has been a fort there since the 1600s? Uh, yeah, and I had an interesting. <laughs> we had an interesting experience with EVP last year, didn't we? Um, notwithstanding the fact that uh, it, the when we tried it outdoors, or every time I, I, I asked. Uh, for something to come via the ghost box radio we were using. All I could get was an electronic raspberry, and uh, they might be because we we suspected uh, the American guard didn't like my British accent very much. Well, it was a British fort at one time, too. Yeah, but we seem to be communicating with an American uh, because he would... by the medium of the ghost box, which we're being brought to you by tonight, of course, um, he was answering the American question, the, the, you know, the, the questions being put by the Americans, but every time I spoke, we just got the electronic raspberry. That's true. Uh, hey, uh, Anyways, yeah, that, that uh, fort has been there. First it was uh, in Earthworks, and then they built a big uh, wooden stockade, uh, and it became known as the castle, and then uh, eventually... The, uh, it became Fort uh, William and Mary uh, under British rule. And the first overt skirmish of the Revolutionary War was fought there as, as well. So, uh, it's, it's still the only place where I've ever turned off a lighthouse. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> so, anyways, I know we're running out of time. Uh, anything you got coming before you come uh, over here? No, yes, I've got the Society for Psychical Research Conference in two weeks' time, followed by the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena Conference the week after that. So two conference presentations back-to-back over two weeks. Excellent. Uh, that's, busy, that's, busy, busy. Yeah, and make sure you say uh, hello to my good friend uh, Karen O'Keefe for me, will you? I will. I'll pass on your regards. Oh, please do. But anyways, there's the bell pizza from the dead is here. So check out uh, all of Steve's uh, ex, ex, what am I calling? I don't know. Ex, exports, exploits, he'll, when he'll be over here, go to our website, anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And uh, 
see where Steve, you know, find Waldo, it'll be find Steve. Where will he? Yeah, find Wally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I even believe that you'll be attending a red light seance. So that's that's exciting. You know, I just just thrilled to uh, see you cope with all this exciting stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'll just about manage. I'm sure you'll guide me through the difficult bits. I, I'm hoping I will, yes. Yeah, I, 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 shall, I, I shall be drawn by your, guided by your expertise and prior knowledge. But of course, I'm big of in a spirit quest, so we're... Guys. Yeah. Do I have to build a fire pit this year? No fire pits this year, except... Oh, well, actually, I have one all set for uh, when we burn the uh, ballots for the election of the Pope. Ah, uh, right. You know, so that's got to yeah. be... Uh, and the, but anyway, so we're really excited about that, and we'll have lots of... Uh, Come over, you get to build the fire pit and lay out all the chairs. What are you saying? All the other guest speakers just turned up. You don't want to earn your keep? Oh. Yeah, but I didn't yeah. give them a... I came 3,000 miles. They didn't come 30 miles, and I had to lay out the room, build the fire pit. I can't, I'll let you live in a beach house. In the cellar, granite, but yeah, still, in the cellar. it's a very nice cellar, and it's a I very nice. I throw the food tent. down the stairs and to feed you. <laughs> yeah, uh, tell them about the day we were supposed to go to the bow store at Kittery. Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> Anyways, time of the show has run out, so I want to thank Sam uh, Boltaris. No, Bol- Baltrusus. Well, thank you. Uh, check out his book. It's it's out today for uh, goes to Boston Harbor. So that's that's cool. I look, yeah, so I gotta go to Boston Harbor. Maybe he'll take me on a tour there someday. You should pop in when you drop me at Logan. Hmm, good idea. You go on the way to Logan. Yeah. Anyway. So till next time. Uh, oh, tune in tomorrow night when we have uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley and we talk about the Zozo phenomena how Zozo has invaded the Ouija boards all over the world. That'll be Zozo. Yeah. So, till then, good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. In today's business,